Welcome to the She Knows Podcast. I'm your host, life and personal development coach, Luisa Kadieche. This podcast is about celebrating the modern day woman as she takes us through her life journey and the lessons she's learned in her areas of expertise. The heart behind She Knows does not reflect a woman who knows it all, but instead represents the woman who knows failure, she knows disappointment, she knows hardship, yet she still chooses to rise and to take her space in society. This podcast will leave you feeling inspired and empowered to live out your purpose and to embrace the essence of who you really are. Hey, She Knows Tribe, welcome to the 10th official episode on the She Knows podcast. It is also our season finale and what an incredible season it has been. If you follow us on Instagram, you would have seen that last week we were celebrating our top 10 position in our category on Apple Podcasts. We were also celebrating the fact that one of our episodes was top 12, which has never happened before. We have never had an episode on the top charts and we just wanted to say thank you to each and every single one of you for tuning in, for leaving a review, for subscribing. It really means so much to us and we really don't take it for granted the essence of she knows is to amplify the voice of a woman and this episode is exactly that she knows is by women it's about women but it is also for the men and i also just want to extend my gratitude to the men who have been listening to our podcast we see you we love you and we appreciate you In today's episode, we speak to medical student, award-winning activist and speaker Faith Makubele on the importance of remaining relevant in your season and using your voice effectively. Faith shares on how being of service to others is the core of fulfilling our purpose and the importance of using our space and resources to create a positive change in society. Please tell us a little bit more about who you are outside of all the things that you do outside of, you know, the achievements who is faith who is faith what fuels faith's power you know the funniest thing about this question is that a lot of people can't identify who they are outside of the things that they do and mm. it's the hardest thing to get who is this person outside of their accomplishments and it's something that i've always intentionally worked out to describe myself and i think the biggest description i can give to myself is i am a child of god and i am mm. who he says i am in the season he has called me to be and so who i am is specific to a season i am a sister i am a student i am a leader i am a compassionate person i want to be a world changer And so what fuels me honestly is the fact that someone out there once helped me to be the woman I am today. So it Mm -hmm. is my duty to be there for someone else. So my, I'm fueled by the power that Jesus Christ had to be on that cross and die for me. And I can still then do that for someone else. And it doesn't have to be literally being on a cross, but it could be through the message I say, through the work I do, through the test that I write, through the places that I'm at. So that service to other people, the same service that was given to me, fuels me up to be the best version of the woman that I want to be. Mm, mm, I love that. I absolutely love how you just speak about like, you are able to in not so many words but you're able to pour out because something has been poured into you but i want to know has that always been the case have you always been this person ready to serve ready to be a sister have you always been this person or was it a journey and if so where did this journey start 
You know, I'm not even going to lie to you, but ever since I was young, I always knew there's a certain calling in me to serve. And serving in different places, whether it was being the class captain, whether it was serving through my academics, whether it was serving in debate, netball, whatever it may be, from a young age, I always knew there was a spirit of servanthood. That doesn't mean I was always passionate to do it. I compare myself mm. to Jonah. I was that girl where I knew I had to do something, but still wouldn't do it because I felt like, why is the responsibility on me? Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to the journey, for me, it feels though I've always known I have to do something, but I've not always been energized or enthusiastic to do something because a lot of times I'd be like, oh, I'm a kid. Oh, I'm not worthy. Oh, someone else can do it better than I can. But the truth is my revelation came in when I realized that who I am and all I am is all I need to do whatever yeah. thing I'm supposed to do in that season. And so my liberation came to, I started doing things even with more effort because I realized that at the end of the day, someone is really dependent on me. And that's not a burden for me because mm. that's what I've chosen to be, a servant. And I find fulfillment in being a servant. There's some people that don't like being a steward and that's okay. Some people mm. are called to receive, but those of us that are called to to give out we should live that purpose and again it comes back to what i said you can't give out what you don't have and so i think about this saying in my life that you cannot you absolutely cannot give a word that you haven't received you absolutely Mm. cannot tell an experience that you yourself have not gotten and so i've realized that it's very very important that you receive and receiving could be different. It doesn't have to be from a specific person. It could be through the work that you do, you know. Before you can be a miracle, a miracle must work through you. Mm-hmm. No, that's so good. That's so good. I absolutely love how you're using the word servant, how you are, um, you have really put yourself out there to serve others. And I think there's this misconception about serving or service where we don't really want to be. We, we, we want to be on the receiving end. And I think mm. you said that there are people who are called to be receivers, but I think to a certain extent, everybody is called to serve. Absolutely. You know? And I mean, I just really want to ask you just around this topic of service, what kind of perspective should we have? Because again, like I said, we want to be on the receiving end. Being a servant does not sound glamorous. Mm. but how does one change their perspective and really realize that being of service, being a servant is a privilege more than anything. You know, being a servant is a privilege because you learn some things that you would have never learned if you were on the receiving end. Not Mm. only do you learn compassion, you learn the hard work, you learn how things go. Basically you master your craft more than just receiving the blessing. And so for me, what makes it easy for me to be a servant, right? Is two things. Number one, knowing my relevance, but two, the most important thing, knowing my season. You can't just be a servant without knowing what you are supposed to do. So in, in, every part of our lives we are servants we are if you are a sister you are a servant if you are a brother if you're an academic you're a servant to your books whatever you do you are a servant and at the end of the day when you change your perspective to realize that this is for me and not for someone else your life has changed the way to enjoy the servanthood and reap the benefits of it is to be relevant in that season of being a servant be it a mother be it a friend an academic a scholar whatsoever it might it might be And so when you take it upon yourself to work harder and to put in the work as a servant, not as a person who just enjoys the blessings, it's different. There's a different joy that comes in when a farmer knows, I planted that, that's my seed, those are my benefits. Even when it's time to reap, 
you reap deservingly and you won't regret. So the only way to enjoy yourself as a servant is to make sure, number one, what is the season? But importantly, how can I be relevant in the season? Because if you're not relevant in a season, life is a series of circles. And the mm-hmm. lesson you were supposed to learn in that season will repeat itself. But because you are not appropriate in that lesson, you will feel like life is just circles and circles and you won't learn what you were supposed to learn. Mm-hmm. That is so true. I mean, I, I love how you're speaking about seasons because I was <laughs> I was in a season where I was learning about, season, about uh, seasons about two years ago mm. and I just felt so stuck. I felt stuck. <laughs> and I think it's because I'm such a planner Mm. I and and I think you know that could be a good thing but I was now using that to my disadvantage because I was so anxious about the future you know mm. like I have to get my ducks in a row I have to do this now and then when the season comes like I'm unprepared I thought mm. I was preparing but I'm unprepared because I'm not really fulfilling my purpose in that season and I think what I identified in that time as just like a big stumbling block was the fact that I just compared myself comparison and I want to touch on comparison Mm. um first of all what do you think of comparison because I know I I love I love your IG lives Mm -hmm. and I think you were just speaking about um the topic of comparison just a Mm -hmm. couple of weeks ago and I was just thinking to myself right now when you were speaking like how do people get out of that rut of comparison? Like, I think even as women, we're just so used to comparing ourselves to the next, to the next woman. What are they doing? Where are they going? And I mean, we forget that we're not where they're from. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and for me, I've, I struggled, I can't really say I've struggled with comparison, but it's something that happens to me a lot of times, but I found a way to come out of it and I'm going to share it today. The first thing mm. that I do when I compare myself is I look, but I don't stare. So what it means mm. to look and not stay is to realize that, oh my God, wow, this girl is flourishing. And of course, you're going to feel like, why not me? Why aren't I flourishing? I mean, we're the same age. We can do the same thing. That's something that happens to every single person. You don't even have to be a woman to experience comparison. Mm-hmm. But then I change my mind and say, you know what? I've looked enough. I've, I've looked enough. That's enough. And let me now change my focus. And so how I look at it today is to say that God is a God of blueprint. Hey, He shows yes. you he has references. So if God is doing this in faith's life, he's saying, sis, I got you. If you don't think I got you now. This is what I can do for you and even more. But more than anything, for me to come out of the shell of comparison was to realize that we come from the same God. For other people, it could be whatever it may be, but we come from the same God and we are called differently. My entire body is important. Every single, even the smallest nerve is important. This occipital nerve is important for me to have the vision that I have. If that's removed, my vision is then removed. My little pinky mm-hmm. is important for everything. So that means that no matter how insignificant it might seem, it's very important. The problem is the reason we compare ourselves is because society has given us what specific roles are. And you're only important with certain amount of following. But if you mm-hmm. learn to work like your hour has come. That's when I stopped comparing myself. I started working like this is my time. I started working like the doctor I'm going to be. I started studying like the millionaire I wanted to be. I started saving like the house I want. I created like the hour has come. I was productive even when things weren't good. So basically 
Preparation, like I said, is when a miracle happens in you so it can flow through you. When you are too busy focusing on yourself and doing the work, you don't even have time to compare yourself. Yes, you will look. And yes, Mm. you will feel like, why not me? But then it will actually pump you up. Also, you realize that she's not my competition. She's proof Mm -hmm. that I can make it. Another way that I've tried to help myself is to make sure I reach out to these people. If obviously you won't be able to reach out to like Bill Gates, but you know, whenever you can reach out to someone who's like Bill Gates, you say, yo girl, listen, you are doing the things. How can mm-hmm. I learn? And I think for me, one of the conversations that really pulled me out was a conversation I had with Lebu Lion. And I spoke to her and I'm like, you know mm-hmm. what? Sometimes I feel like the work I do is not enough. I could come in and say, you make it. But just because Chris Brown will say you make it, people will share what Chris Brown said. And I'll be there like, sorry, this is the same thing that I said. Why aren't you listening to me? The Mm. joy shouldn't come from the response of people. Me living my purpose is what should give me joy. The reason we compare ourselves is because we don't think what we have is validated enough. And that's the problem. If you live in validation, right, you always compare yourself because you always feel you need applause. What's going to happen the days where you won't get applause? So I think the biggest thing that you can try and do when it comes to comparison, because listen, we're all going to compare ourselves. We're all going to feel inadequate. We're all going to feel like, it's, we're not good enough. But what, one thing you need to learn is that even when you're not producing what is inside of you, what you are called to be, your purpose can never come out of season. It might mm-hmm. not come yet. It might not work out yet, but it's in demand. So you need to get started with whatever you're supposed to do and you will feel fulfilled. Comparison comes from a place of not being fulfilled. If we're mm-hmm. honest, a lot of times we compare ourselves is because we think what we are doing is not good enough. So, then the question comes, if you can't respect your own craft, who's going to respect it for you? But more than anything, if you're not happy with what you're doing, why not change it? There's no reason to feel like, and you know, sometimes when we compare ourselves, if we're not careful, it builds up a spirit of jealousy and envy. Yes. You can't learn from the person you're jealous from because you'll always be finding reasons why they are successful. Oh, she slept with who? Oh, she did this. Because oh, you're wasting your energy trying to validate their success instead of working on your craft. Yo, yo, yo. Girl. <laughs> Ma'am. Listen. Listen. Wow. Look, I'm not even I'm not even gonna lie about it. Comparison is something I we do every day. I have just learned to not to stop. Hey, I need Mm. to stop staring. Stop staring at other people. Because the truth is they are also comparing themselves. It's a cycle that never ends. Africa Mm -hmm. is comparing itself to America. America probably is comparing itself to Russia. We don't even know. So I'm comparing myself to my friend. My friend is comparing herself to Bonang. Bonang wants to Mm. be Tokyo. Tokyo wants to be. So it's a cycle. Why am I putting myself? But also, more than anything, we need to realize we're not the same. Yes. We don't have the same resources. If you're staying at res and someone is staying at their own house, girl, no need to compare yourself. Even in your res, you can produce the best things ever. You don't mm. have to feel like you have to be at a certain place. And that's the problem. We think once we have other people's things, we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. miss out on what's happening in our lives. Comparison comes from a place of not being grateful. And I'm not saying yeah. that you guys are ungrateful and we are ungrateful. All I'm saying is change your narrative. Look, wow, sis is doing great. Then be like, okay, what can I do to pull myself further if I need to? If not, mm. you're doing a great job, hey? You're doing mm. good. 
it's not the best because if we ever put ourselves to the standards of the best, then we'll never beat the best. But mm-hmm. to say that, you know what, I'm producing, this is good for now, we can keep going. Mm-hmm. Yes, I absolutely love that. I mean, you know, just as you were talking, I was just thinking to myself, like, there is just, I think, power in doing the inner work. At the end oh. of the day, it's you against you. Mm. That's literally what it is. And you're just really touching on that. Like, and that's, I think, hmm, you know, for a lack of better words, like what you were saying about, like, instead of now getting jealous, get inspired because absolutely. you're running your own race. And I don't know if it was, it was Sean Eagle. Or was it Shane Eagle? He posted on, on uh, Shane. <laughs> he posted <laughs> on, on, on Twitter the other day and he said, you know, there's no traffic in your own lane. Oh. And I thought that was so good, you know, just to get to a place where we're focused on our own lane, on our own journey is just mm. like absolutely like powerful with what you were just saying. And I, I want to now talk about what I wanted to talk about in this podcast, but everything has just been so good that I don't even know what I'm going to title this particular podcast. (laughs) But (laughs) I wanted to talk about the power of using your voice because Mm. I think that's something that you do so profoundly. And I I just couldn't think of a better person for this particular episode. Mm. And, you know, I think we're in a season now where women are really bold. And Mm. I think it's always been that way. But I think that um, women are starting to realize that their personality is not necessarily an excuse not to use their voice. Even the introverts are using their voices. And I just wanted to ask you, what does it look like for one to use their voice? Um, We need to step out of, I think, being timid and um, break boundaries. So what does it look like for one to use their voice? And what does it also look like for someone to activate that? Because I think... Um, I always said that like your voice is not something that you need to find. It's always been there. You just need to learn yes. how to use it. Hmm. So how how do we get to a point where we're now using it? You know, I think the most important thing is to use your voice. As you said, your voice is your power. And mm-hmm. I want to bring a story to you that liberated so many women for me, especially as a religious girl, especially as a girl who believes in God. Mm-hmm. When Cheryl Zondi used that platform, Mm-hmm. to speak about a pain that was caused to her in a place of worship that my friend liberated so many women who had been mm-hmm. sitting in this normality for so long people have been closing their eyes to the injustices that happen in safe spaces like churches so when a woman like her speaks up it was so powerful for the rest of us to say you know what my story can be believed too my story mm-hmm. is powerful but even more than that i wasn't alone i'm not even alone today i can You know, this experience is not just me, but I can still find comfort that even other women go through this today. I'm not alone in this journey. Mm. So for me, using your voice is knowing that when you sit on that story, someone else is going to lose out. Using your voice means using the opportunity you have. And yes, you're right. A lot of people always say things like, I'm an introvert. I don't know how to speak. And that's okay. Mm. If you don't have anything to say, give the mic to someone else. The Mm. truth is the mic exists. If you have nothing to say about the mic, give someone else the platform. And that is why it was so important in movements like Black Lives Matter. If a white person didn't know what to say because it was not appropriate for them to speak, what they did is echo the voices that were already speaking. If you feel you are not ready to speak out, echo the voices 
truth is the injustice is there and the injustice is happening. So using your voice means using the opportunity that you have, your platform, your classroom, your house to address patriarchy. You know, a lot of mm. times when we use our voice, it's not just going out there to social media. It starts with the patriarchal ideologies your father has about your little sister washing the dishes mm -hmm. every day. That's where your voice starts. Your voice starts in your relationship saying, you know what, I'm not that kind of girl. This is a no for me. That's where your voice starts. People think that a lot of times we need platforms. Yes, in great movements like Black Lives Matter, stop gender-based violence. We need your voice. Your silence is too much, but we need your voice. But in places where you yourself have to make decisions in your life, that's where your voice comes in. More than mm -hmm. anything, even if your voice is shaking, even if you are in doubt, use that voice as shaky as it was. When Cheryl Zondi spoke, she was in tears. But that's the voice that liberated so many women who had been abused, who had been raped, who had been, you know, treated like nothing by the hands of people we trusted. Mm -hmm. I think more than anything, to activate that power is to realize that when you use your voice, you're not trying to convince people. Yeah. The mistake that people make is that they think when I post Black Lives Matter, 100 people must come and comment and say, sis, you're so right. Oh my God, you're an activist. No. Sometimes you're going to use your voice and you will tell your story and people won't believe it. Always mm -hmm. remember, that's not why you were doing it. You are not doing it for the validation. You are not doing it for the, for, the, for the applause and for the likes. You are doing it because it's the right thing to do and someone out there will get the help. So to activate is to realize that you're not doing so people can approve it. You're doing so God can use it so that through you, someone else's life could be changed. I imagine if we didn't have these rallies, what would happen? I imagine mm. if people didn't speak up about things and that's just how injustice happened, you know? If women didn't speak up in 1956, would we be here today? Mm -hmm. So we can't just rely on the voice of 1956. What are you being the voice of today? It's wherever you are. If you think you can't then speak about activism, it's in beauty. Speaking about the beauty standards. Is it fair mm -hmm. that thick women are not being broadcasted today? If, you, if that's not your niche, it's in technology. Is it fair that we don't hear about black people who are creating startups, who are creating tech hubs, you know, that's why you need to make sure that you are questioning the system, you are speaking up, but also you're not afraid, hey, to have that voice. There's a reason we have voices today. There's a reason that people fought so hard. How dare we not use the platforms we have today? Mm -hmm. That is so good. That is so good. I think when you were speaking, what was really echoing for me was just the conviction that one must have. And I think when you wow. have your conviction, that's when you step out of the approval. You know, you don't really wow. do it for the approval anymore. And I absolutely <laughs> love how you were even talking about how using your voice does not necessarily need to be with your voice, but it, it's in your space. Mm. What are you doing in your space? I think it's really important for us to realize just the echo the the, the change the change that we, we we bring to people just before we started speaking you were talking about how even if it's just one person and we're in, mm -hmm, we're in this generation where we're chasing the numbers we're chasing the following we're chasing you know the accolades but just the one person it you know, really just does so much mm -hmm. you know one of the biggest problem that we ourselves aligned to ourselves is that we are waiting for other people to be the voice so because mm. Bonang has a platform she must speak up about this but what if Bonang doesn't care about the things that you care about 
What if that's yeah. not her conviction? What are you going to do about it? And I love what you said. Have the conviction so you don't need the approval. Guys, mm-hmm. so many things convict us today. We need to speak up about them, especially as black women. As black women, it's our duty to speak about these things because we are tired of holding on bigger zelling being strong yeah. in situations, sitting down in silence because that's what the woman does. No, we speak up against injustices. But more than, you, you know, the reason why people don't speak up is because mm. they don't believe in their power. Mm. You asked me a question in the, in the beginning that, Faith, have you always been this person? And I told you, yes. And the reason for that is because when I was young, my parents made me believe that my voice is powerful. And when I speak, nations will listen. And Mm. I lived with this identity that my voice is powerful. And nations does not necessarily mean a number of people. Nations could be a single person who needed to hear that voice that day. You don't know what you do when you say, Mm. guys, depression is real. I was once depressed. This is how you can get help. You don't know how someone was about to commit suicide. And just hearing you say that a relatable person who's not a celebrity, who's not trying to make an ad, how they get freed and they get liberated from that. So whenever you have the opportunity, use your power. I think also the reason why a lot of people don't use their voice as their power is because of trauma. So for so long, we've been taught to listen to other people. We've been taught that when Faith speaks, she's the only one that has the power to speak about these things. Because we ourselves don't think our voice is as powerful. It goes back to what I told you. I could Mm -hmm. say you can make it. And Chris Brown could say you can make it. But I think because Chris Brown has this following, his words are powerful. But the truth Mm -hmm. is, my words are as powerful. The conversation then becomes, are you chasing the influence or do you want to do the purpose? And it's something we really need to introspect and hold ourselves accountable to that. Am I using this platform for influence or am I using it to save lives? And it goes back to being a servant, you know, Mm -hmm. using your voice as being a servant for the greater good in, in um, medicine, we talk about the importance of doing something for the greater good. And a lot of times using your voice will compromise you. It will. Your Mm. white friends, if you're speaking about Black Lives Matter, your white friends will stop talking to you. If you're speaking about gender-based violence, your partner sometimes, I mean, your partner, just imagine your partner can say, why are you saying this? You don't respect me as a man, blah, blah, blah. Mm. If you stand up for something, you will lose people. But the truth is, if you sat and you fell, you fall for everything. You Mm. fall for the disrespect. You fall for the pain, the trials, the tribulations, when you could have spoken up for yourself. But also... You don't know what your voice could have done. I imagine Abu Lilian Goy, Abu Mama Wini, mm. when they were doing that, I don't think they thought their, the freedom, the work they were doing that day would amount to the freedom we have today. I don't think they yeah. were thinking that far. And so I think the problem is a lot of us don't think far. We don't mm. think our voice is as far to reach nations. I, I think of a video I did a month ago. That video only started trending today. Mm. And When I speak about this video, it made me realize that had I not spoken about that, the amount of people that were saved from that video would have have been robbed of such an opportunity. But Mm. also, why am I keeping this information to myself if my voice is my power? And you know, your voice doesn't have to be the best English. Whatever. Look, people are using their platforms to do different things. I think of Zodwa, she's using her platform to show how women cannot be policed in their bodies. Mm. That's her platform. That's her voice. That's how she's using it. Voices are different. Allow your voice to be different. And that's how we come back to this chat of, you won't feel like you're comparing yourself. I'm an activist, Mm. right? But the way I run my activism is not the same way as other activists Mm. do it. 
And it doesn't have to be the same. It has to be different. There has to be a variety because we rob people of that variety and that versatility. We need to show them that there is different ways of having a voice. And like I said, having a voice could be in your friends addressing certain things. It could be a school addressing racism there. It could be in leadership through social media platforms, which is such a great tool today. But don't minimize your voice to thinking you need a stage yeah. and you need people to listen. Once you speak, they will listen. I promise you, they will mm. listen. And if I can give you a simple example, I have 20,000 followers, mm -hmm. right? But my video got 70,000 views. So, so you're telling me that I didn't have the following, but the views then came mm -hmm. because I used that voice. The analogy I'm using here is to say that you don't need a platform to say what you have to say. Mm -hmm. Say it mm -hmm. anyway. They will listen. Mm -hmm. Whether or not they're your friends, they will listen. And even if they don't listen, you did your purpose. Yeah. I love it. I love the purpose and greater good conversation because, you know, I think, what I, 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 I don't want to say struggle, but um, something that I really try to communicate, especially with my coaching clients, is like when they come and they want to like, oh, I want to discover my purpose. They usually talk about like they that picture at the finish line, you know, and of course, it's great if you have that vision of where you want to be, but you don't just get there. There are steps. There are processes. And, you know, mm -hmm. you'll be given the platform if you can steward what you have now, where you're at now. And that's yeah. exactly what you were speaking about. And I think that is absolutely, like, so, so good. Like, so, so good. Mm -hmm. um, I want to wrap it up a little bit now. And I just want to okay. ask you the final question about what would you say to younger faith? And, I mean, this is a message for every woman but what would you then say to yourself when you were about 18, 16, 10, whatever age, but what would you say to younger, younger faith? When I think about my 18th year, that was actually three years ago. Mm -hmm. That was a tough year for me. And I experienced so much in that year. And I think what I can say to the 18 year old faith is that I am so proud of yeah. you. Okay. And I think, we don't hear it enough. Young people don't hear it enough that I'm proud of you. Keep doing what you are doing. Don't stop. And for faith, it's to say that purpose is the work. Mm -hmm. Just as you said that we think purpose is the fulfillment of becoming a doctor. But that process of studying medicine, those hard years, that hard work you put, that hard work you put faith from high school, those young achievements, you know, there was a time in my life where I was thinking that all the I was such an overachiever in high school. I did all the, I did sports. I did all the cultural activities. And when I look at it now, I feel like, ah, oh, I wasted my time. But mm. the truth is you didn't, mm. Faith. Those things that you did today, that day, have made you become the woman you are today. The lessons you picked up, don't ever take for granted. You deserve to be in this world. Mm. You deserve the light. The specific light that you are is what the world is waiting for. You, the exact way you are, are exactly perfect. Mm. What I would tell Faith is, be mindful of your thoughts. Mm. Be mindful of what you think about whenever you proceed through life. When tough things happen, always remember that God has got you. Always remember that you're going to overcome this and you've overcome worse. Always think about the best. Little faith, I will tell her that what if the best happens? Yeah. What if this becomes good? What if the greatest happened? But more than anything, I would tell young faith that all this has a purpose, but don't miss 
the lesson mm. while chasing the final purpose. Mm. Oh, that is so that is such a beautiful affirmation. I mean, I'm gonna re-listen to this and write it all down because Same. That, I have to re-listen as yeah, well. <laughs> that was so beautiful. It was such like a beautiful affirmation. And I believe that anybody who was listening um to this is really going to be inspired. It I mean, I think this conversation was so edifying. And I can hear when you speak that you really do speak from a place of conviction. You really do speak from um, a place where you understand the purpose. I think, you know, maybe somebody's listening to this right now and probably thinking, wow, this girl, like she really has it all together, has her ducks in a row, really knows the ins and outs. But I think the realness of it all is that you're, you're us. We are you and you are us, you know, yeah. and... Can I just say mm-hmm. this? Um, this is just my last parting words. And it comes back to using your voice to say that, let your voice be real. Yeah. You're saying how I'm, it's easy to be real right now because for me, God didn't call me to fake it. Mm-hmm. Hey, I can't go on social media and fake the LV bags, etc. when I know I don't have them. God called me to make it real because life is real and experiences are real. And someone needs a real life faith to tell them that, hey, I've been here. Mm. It's going to be okay. And so I think that's the conviction I'm giving everyone. The next time you use your voice, make sure it's real because mm. real people are listening. Yeah. If you would like to learn more about Faith and what she does, do follow her on Instagram at faith underscore victorious. If you want to be a guest on our podcast, click the link in the description blog or follow us on Instagram at she knows underscore the podcast.